Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is gonna feel real good, alright? Most dope. Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. One, two, three, four. Returning director of fun and games for the evening. I uh, just want to lead off with a uh, thank you to everybody who's checked in over the past you know, two months when these have become uh, very sporadic. I know you're used to these being much more consistent, and I'm hoping to pick that up now that we are into the new year through the holidays and everything. Everything's cool, uh, at least with you know me and Ava and you know our dog Bo. We're good. Just a lot of shit's been going on, but... Uh, I think we kind of have some things figured out now. So it's I'm going to try to make these much more regular in 2023. Oh, look at that. It looks like Canada won uh Canada won the thing. The World Juniors. Good for them. They only invented the game. Uh anyway, Flyers win 6-2. Most goals they've scored in a game since last April. Huge games for uh TK and Hayes, a goal and two assists apiece. Four assists for Morgan Frost. He has two four-point games against the Arizona Coyotes. They just said on postgame as I was getting ready uh, to go live, he's got eight points against the Coyotes and 11 against everyone else. I do think he's been turning a bit of a corner lately, uh, maybe really establishing himself as a uh, productive middle six, at least third line forward for this team. Definitely earning himself a look uh, as we go into next year. Another you know, kind of evaluation year as this one is. I know overall um, this season means, you know, wins are lost or losses are wins and collecting wins as they have four in a row now. Uh, I think it's what, six out of nine. Nice that they've won. Um, it it kind of works against what we believe is best for the future of the franchise. And that's true. This team desperately needs that high-end talent. I will say, however, if Travis Konechny is truly taking another step that we've been waiting for him to take for a couple of years, up to 20 goals on the season now, his career high is 24. They're not at the halfway point yet. I think tonight was game 39 for the Flyers. That would be huge, whether you think he can be a core piece moving forward or you want to sell high on him either way 
Uh, it's good to see Travis Konechny. It's good to see Morgan Frost producing at the rate he has. It's good to see Joel Farabee maybe getting his legs under him after a real rough start to the season. Owen Tippett looks like he actually could be part of the future. Um, it's, it's, it's good to see a lot of these guys starting to come around. So it's, it's, it's a sweet and, you know, it's a bittersweet sort of thing. The players that I want to see contributing uh, are, and that's leading to victories. Now, yeah, the competition level has not been high. Like I said, eight, eight of uh, Morgan Frost's points lately have come against this horrible Coyotes team. Uh, they beat a couple of teams that stink out West. They beat Columbus as part of, like, it's not as if they're going toe-to-toe with the best teams in the league. They did play Carolina close. They played Jersey close, so it's not, I, I, they beat Jersey, but I can't remember. Regardless, it. I like the progress that certain individuals are making and that the team is making, buying in under John Tortorella, even though ultimately, yeah, we'd like to see them with a top three, top five pick. But it just does not appear that that is going to happen. It's a bummer. Um, it is a lottery. We've seen stupid shit happen in lotteries all the time. You know, they were supposed to pick 13th when they ended up getting the second pick with Nolan Patrick. They went 22 and 60 and uh, didn't get the top pick in, in 07. I think Chicago was like the fifth worst team and ended up with, you know, the number one in Patrick Kane. We see this stuff happen all the time. Uh, so I'm not really sure what to root for here. I'm rooting for individuals to establish themselves as part of this future because it's nice to have pieces. It's really hard to start from zero. You know, it's, it's very hard to start from zero. That said, when you're seeing a lot of pieces establish themselves, you go, oh man, you know, if they were all bumped down a line, if they could be those second and third and fourth line contributors and they had those stars on the top, uh, they'd be good, and you don't really see a way to acquire that top-end talent either through the draft because they're winning too many games or, you know, because of the cap management, a way to go out and buy more veteran pieces. But I am going to open it up to you now, uh, see what you think about this game, Kevin Hayes being elected an all-star, and everything that's happened in Flyers land over the last couple of weeks. Let's lead it off my old pal, Nikki Hall. What's going on, Nikki? Hey, Bill. It's uh, good to see you again. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, I didn't. It's been kind of chaotic for me to start off this new year, to say the least. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, 2023, it's uh, it's a weird year to be a Philly. It's it's a weird, not even a weird year, but it's a weird time to be a Philly fan right now. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> there's some things going well. There's some things going poorly. Yeah, um, but, you know, that's no discredit to, you know, any of the California teams, like, yeah, the Sharks, I mean, they're not a terrible team, but they're not one of the better teams. The Kings? They have some good players, but they're pretty bad. Yeah, the Kings, I mean, they're not, again, not... The Kings win, is that's a nice win. You got outplayed, but you did beat them. The Kings are a decent team. And then the Ducks, I mean... The Ducks are the one of the worst teams ever assembled. Which is kind of sad, considering all their young talent at the size point. <laughs> so we talked uh, about it a bit on BSH Radio today. How would you like to be in their situation, though, when you have Troy Terry and you have Trevor Zegras, and you're probably going to have a top three pick this year, you know? I'd much rather be in their situation where you're going to add another star to a, a group of young guys who are all going to come up together and become, you know, 
all-stars. I mean, I can see that perspective, but like, do we really want to torture ourselves like that? I mean, don't get me wrong. Zegris and uh, what's I call it? A really good or great players. Don't get me wrong. I love them both on this team, but like, I don't know if I saw ourselves in that situation. I think I would want to like, I would convert myself to another team for the time being. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no, tonight, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I am a little surprised Hayes got the nomination as opposed to TK, just because of how well he's been doing, especially on the torts. I, I, it it, it kind of like low key shocked me that Hayes was the pick over TK. I don't know if. Oh, it's definitely a surprise. Uh, I was just looking at the uh, list of players who have already been named for the uh, for the Metro Division. Maybe they needed another center. Obviously, Hayes is a, um, I guess, probably a better known name, and we all know the story with his brother and everything. So it's a better narrative. Like it's a, it's a, it's a more feel good story. It's just very funny that Travis Konechny's been awesome. You know, John Tortorella's obviously had his issues with Kevin Hayes. It's just, it's an odd situation. Uh, Travis Konechny may be more deserving for his on ice play this year. I mean, he's got twenty goals already. Something tells me he's getting in still, but. It's it's weird. It is very weird. Um, and I gotta say, getting I know it was kind of more of just a look with Urson or how do you say his name? Is it Urson? Arison? How do you say Arison? Urson? I'm not sure. Um, honestly, uh, I know it was only the West Coast trip, but from what I've seen from him, I think. Do you think he could be a solid backup for us in the future, or like? I mean, he's up to the. T- Time will tell. I I think he's got it in him to have that. Uh, John Tortorella obviously prefers him to Felix Sandstrom, and it's just the idea that to send Sandstrom down permanently would require waivers. And we talked about this as well. Like, Urson missed all of last year, basically, with injury. They want him to play a lot. They want him to play a lot more than the backup has behind Carter Hart this year. Now, you could just do that. You could just play him more because he's better. Uh, But Carter is a guy you want to eventually build up to being able to play 55, 60 games for you. And the only way to do that is to let him do it. So it only leaves so many opportunities for a backup. I do think Ursan probably has like the inside track going into next year as a, in the backup role. Well, I mean, I guess that's better than nothing. Um, but yeah, no. And uh, just one last thing. I know it's more of the off topic, but I mean, what's going on with the Eagles? You think y'all, y'all are going to lock up that uh, the NFC East when you play the Giants, or what's what's the deal there? <laughs> I don't, I don't see it as a possibility. The Giants aren't even going to play most of their starters. It's they're going to win this game. And thanks a lot for the call, Nikki. Uh, to hear me talk way more about the Eagles in a little bit, I'll be hosting the Sports Radio ninety four WIP overnight show tonight. 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. So if you want to talk about the other sports, give me a call. I'll be uh, I'll be live waiting for you. Uh, let's go to Ben Bleefeld. What's going on, Ben? Bill, you there? Yeah, I got you. What's up? Yeah, sorry. It was the, uh, the unmute thing afterwards. Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think what we're seeing going on right now with the Flyers is just, uh, you know, further proof that the hockey gods hate us uh, because – we went into the season like, oh, they're going to be terrible. Like, they're they're going to suck. We're definitely going to have a top pick 
or, you know, something up there. Like, hopefully we're not mediocre. And then what the hockey guys decided to do was, yeah, like, you're going to start, like, a little hot, and then it's going to tank, and you're all going to be like, it's happening. We're, we suck. And then they're just going to turn it right around. And it's just – I, it's literally the most painful way uh, that it could happen. And I don't know. Like, this is just – I, and with the performance going on with Bedard and the World Juniors, like just seeing that, knowing like we we, ugh, it just it's it's very frustrating. Uh, it's just I feel like it's the worst case scenario playing out in terms of draft position. It's what we all kind of feared. Like between the number of decent players they have with Hayes and TK and Provorov and Sandheim and some of the veterans, as well as John Tortorella making them just a much more cohesive unit than like Arizona is like Arizona. Just you see them tonight. They just don't pick up anybody. Like the flyers are coming into the zone two on two. And then suddenly it's three on O like, how is, how, how is this possible? They're oh. getting, be, they're getting behind the defense on the power play. Like why is, why is the defense up at all to make that bank play possible on the power play? It's just, they're horrible. And they're going to be just fundamentally better than these really bad teams because of John Tortorella. And you just have some real bad tanky teams. I mean, when Arizona's, what, fifth from the bottom? Like, Chicago still only has eight wins. They've played 37 games. You just have teams outright fucking obvious NBA-style tanking. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight, we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe we never had a shot because it was like these were teams that were just fully leaning into it. And when the Ducks realized it wasn't going to happen, they just kind of fully leaned into it. Uh, but, you know, no worries uh, because the, the Ducks will be fine. Uh, because our boy Chuck Fletcher around the deadline will say, you know what, we're close to a playoff spot. I got to go out and give up in the infinitesimally small draft capital I have left to get my boy Derek Grant because I'm strapped to the cap. He is a $650,000 contract. He's been here before. We need some heads padded. Well, guys are down on the ice. We're going to bring him in. So that's for sure going to happen. Uh, and then I guess – the. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Dust off. The, I know everyone's got a Derek Grant jersey in the back of the closet, number 38. Uh, but I guess the last thing is, like, on a more serious note, even if the Flyers, like, make some sort of make some sort of push or something this year, and everyone's like, see, Chuck, like, you know, they, they did better than they were last year. Chuck is still liable for gross 
cap and asset malpractice because it's like you're still spent to the cap and this is what you're doing in an awful cap situation in an awful asset management situation oh, where you gave like- up so much to get Risto and it's like you could have been so much better and you could have had Johnny Gaudreau so it's like how did, he's gonna get off the hook for it and it's just it's so frustrating in that regard and that's like if if they're not going to go with the full rebuild and we see and what we're seeing out of a lot of the guys who we think could be pieces is real, then, OK, you could say, all right, let's just spend to get the top end talent we need. Well, no, that's impossible because you just gave Risto, uh, what, 26 million bucks or whatever it is. You yeah. gave eight years to Travis Sanheim. Like, it's it is it is just ridiculous mismanagement that you can't do either of the things that you need to do to get high end talent. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's an absolute joke, and we were all like, "Oh, Briere's going to be the guy." It's maybe not optimal, but it'll be different. That's just not going to happen now. So, anyway, thanks for taking right, my thanks call. Thanks a lot, Ben. Appreciate it. I don't. I think there's very little that could actually save Chuck Fletcher's job. Um, I don't know if anything happens now until after the season, but it's. Like they're going through a nice little stretch right now, and they're playing better. They could lose ten. They could start a ten-game losing streak tomorrow. You know, I, I this is pro like where they are right now in the standings, which is what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight from the bottom. Uh, it, it's probably where they're going to end up. I, I don't see them. You know, what are they? Eleven points out of a wild card spot. I don't see them making any sort of serious push. I think they're just going to be where they are. And that can't possibly be enough to save Chuck Fletcher's job. Uh, Let's go to Patrick Reed Miller. There you go. What's up, Patrick? Hey, Bill. How's it going? Very well. So isn't it fun that out of all the times we've watched this team go into the Christmas trip, this is the team that sweeps it? It's truly – this is something Charlie brought up on uh, today's BSH. It's truly hilarious. Like, it's in the irony of ironies. The trip that can often ruin a season or just be such a downer, uh, this team that we hope loses goes out there and sweeps the trip. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've seen some bad ones, and we all thought this was, like, the worst one that could go to the trip. And I'm thinking to myself beforehand, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting much. And then – here we are, four game win streak now. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. It really is. Uh, there right now. I don't know about the teams that are currently in action, but right now, four wins in a row is makes them the hottest team in hockey. Uh, that's there's a couple of three game winning streaks. Uh, what the Rangers, Seattle, but yeah, four in a row is the longest in the league currently. And uh, I guess. Uh, Man, the connecting being hot and everything, that's still going to make me nervous For since we're approaching the trade deadline. And it's like, I guess all these guys are doing good. You might as well be getting calls on all of them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a conversation we had today. Like, do you think Konechny is this good and he can be a part of the future? He can be a serious piece for you. He can be the core, not the next Giroux, but maybe the next Voracek. You know, the, uh, a great second-line guy, a guy who can play on your top line and be productive, do all the things he's doing, all three phases of the game right now. 
or should you sell high because he's his career high is 24 goals and he's got 20 before the halfway point and the best thing you could do is sell him it's 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 a tough call uh but i think we all kind of came down on the side of you can't get attached to anyone because this team is going nowhere anytime soon yeah i mean the good news is the guy we need to trade jvr scored a goal tonight yeah good (laughs) but like that's that's the thing is they're going to trade JVR because you can retain 50% and someone will give you three and a half. Someone will give you something for three and a half million, you know, of uh, a prorated of JVR. Someone will give you a late round pick for Justin Braun. That's just what bad teams do. Like to actually make it seem like you have a plan, you have to go out and get everything you can for Travis Konechny. Something like that would make me believe they actually have a plan. And I don't see it happening. Yeah, I guess I'll end on this. I'm not even mad that they won a couple of games because wins are good during how maybe ever the rest of the season is going to go. But uh, also, All-Star game, I just saw that Minnesota wants to uh, put Ryan Reeves in. So, guys, can we vote uh, Risto or Nick Delorier in for us? Because that would be utterly hilarious. And, uh, yeah, I saw the, the Ryan Reeves, and thanks a lot, Patrick. I saw the Reeves. I retweeted it. Uh, I'm trying to think of what would be funnier, if it was like McEwen or Delorier who are guys I like, but just, you know, they don't actually make the team any better. Or Rasmus Ristolainen, because we all actually think he's, like, one of the worst things to ever happen to this franchise, you know? I can't – I'm not sure which one would be funnier. Uh, like, Chuck Fletcher being like, see? The guy's an all-star. Like, that would be very, very funny in a, in a dark comedy kind of way. Uh, let's go to Warren Brody. What's up, Warren? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. So this is interesting. So the Flyers are getting hot, and there's a lot of rumors about some kind of change in the Flyers' front office. I guess this will raise the trade value of some of these guys that, you know, Provorov, uh, you know, some of these guys maybe you want to move on from uh, if you're going to rebuild. And if they do make a change and go to rebuild route, this, this could be an interesting trade deadline. And that's that's the biggest issue I have now with Chuck Fletcher maintaining this uh, maintaining his position. I think he's going to hold until the end of the season. Is I don't want him making these decisions. I, I just want somebody else making the decisions. Uh, I, I don't know if he could get everything or not for some of the guys like Travis Konechny, but I just don't trust him at all. Yeah, I mean, do you really think they're going to move on from him? Uh, it's. I mean, my thought would be... I would be surprised. I would be surprised. But you can't look at this team and be attached to anyone if you're this front office. Like, they're a bad team. I, I realize they're, they've won four in a row. They're starting to come together. I think Tortorella, maybe he's gotten everyone to buy in and everything. But they're nowhere close to competing for a Stanley Cup and won't be with this core of play. Well, the next five, five games of... Or the Leafs, Sabers, two with the Caps and Bruins. So we'll see how they do there. But this is just an interesting time right now because the team, some of the younger players are playing better, but they're not playing against great competition either. But That's they, the, like, if these guys are really show, are what they're showing, it's even though the wins aren't great because you want the pick, those guys developing into something is huge if they can sustain it but we've been fooled by prospects and stuff before as well. 
Yeah, but the one guy I'm really impressed with is Tippett. I mean, connecting is as well, but Tippett, you know, makes the Drew uh, trade not a, you know, a lot of people are upset with that, but now it looks like a decent deal. So it, it does, and it really looks like Tippett's found maybe a, a good role for himself, or at least something to build on to really establish himself as a productive NHL player. Well, it should be interesting to see what happens. I know a lot of people are still saying there's going to be some kind of, I guess, restructuring. I wonder, wonder if Dave Scott's going to move on. Maybe the plan is Valerie Camillo is going to take over, and maybe that gives Breer an opportunity. But I, I'll be honest with you, if they move on from Fletcher, I would prefer he, he go bye-bye and then we bring in someone new because I don't think – yeah, I don't think I, that makes any I would sense. Love an outside perspective. I agree with that. So we'll see what happens. Should be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. It should be. And thanks a lot, Warren. Uh, I, I've said all along, like maybe I, I have no idea what Danny Briere is as a, uh, as a general manager, as a you know, director of hockey ops, as any sort of front office personnel. Uh, and it's, it's well within the realm of possibility that he's the next Sackick, the, the next Iserman. Uh, sure. I just want new. I want someone who didn't wear a Flyers jersey. I want someone who isn't buddies with Bobby Clark. I just want someone with a totally outside perspective, no ties to the current uh, iteration, because we've been doing this now for almost 50 years. And it, 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 it gets worse by the era. You know, the 70s were awesome. The 80s. They got there a bunch of times, ran into dynasties. The 90s, they had a perennial, perennially competitive team, got there once and got killed. The 2000s, there was an upswing, and then we are where we are now, uh, 10 years into this thing, and it keeps getting worse. Um, I just want entirely new, and it would be shocking if we got that, obviously, uh, but it's my dream. Uh, let's go to Jason Horvath. What's going on, Jason? Hey, what's up? How you been? Very well. How are you? Uh, not too bad. I, I haven't seen you in a while. I had to reset my profile and stuff like that. And um, stupid Spotify, you know, that does what it does. Um, but I was on a while ago uh, when Kelly did her whole Festivus uh, celebration. And so it's been a little bit. And uh, it was right after a situation happened in the NFL. And it just got me thinking about just ownership in general. And, you know, the path that you guys are getting ready to go down that, I mean, bad ownership doesn't win championships. And it's starting to just wonder if, you know, we're stuck in a situation now post-Ed where, I mean, I know you're obviously not going get to a, get a rid of Comcast, but, you know, some part of the upper management of Comcast needs to be maybe – reevaluated to say, Hey, you know, wh- where's this asset going? What are we doing with it? Yeah. Uh, like unless the owner is some independently wealthy, former NHL executive, like I don't want ownership making hockey decisions. And Comcast is a good ownership in that they'll spend whatever they spend every, like they, this team spends to the cap. They have state of the art facilities. They'll do whatever. It's just that they haven't trusted a 
a group of people who the game has passed by. And I don't know how you move on from that. Yeah. See, you know, if we're going to move on to a new GM, well, that's fine. I have no problem with that. But here's a thought. How about get somebody from, I don't know, Tampa Bay? You know, somebody who has developed a winning franchise, have developed a modern style of game winning franchise, and go from there. I mean, Detroit Detroit did exactly that. Yeah, Iserman had obviously ties to them. But if he didn't pull out the success and build on what he did in Tampa, would he be in Detroit right now? Not likely. No, exactly. Like they, they go to Minnesota they go to Minnesota to get Bobby Clark's old friend, and the guy's never been out of the second round. You know, he's been a GM for like 15 years in this league. He's never been out of the second round. I, I don't know what sort of resume he had to make them think he was he was any good at this whatsoever. The only two times he's ever acquired a star player were guys who were from Minnesota and signed what are now illegal contracts to go there. Like, I, I, what what were his qualifications for this job? I'm assuming he didn't draft. He got him in the off, fifth right? round. Like, that's just pure luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's good for him. You need to get lucky. It's great. Uh, you know, we, we went nuts over Oscar Lindblom in the fifth round. And before he got sick, he looked like that was going to be an absolute steal. But it's pure freaking luck. If you knew Kaprizov was going to be this good, you'd take him in the first. Well, I mean, you and me, you and me have beat our, beat our heads to get, uh, together over this for it seems like forever now. But we're both on the same page that I'm sorry if you feel like that you're going to have a little pain. down to another. But look in your own see that the fans will come back. Look at the Phillies. Look at look what um um You're breaking up on me, Jason. I'm uh I'm sorry about that. I gotta let you go. I couldn't really hear what you were saying there. Um yeah, it's it's just the idea that you know a rebuild will be painful as if what we've been going through isn't is crazy. Right now sucks. Like what this team has been uh, is is horrible. It, it's yeah, they've you know made some runs and had some exciting ends of seasons to get into the playoffs, and we'll never forget the bubble and all that. But really, this team has just been stuck in the mud for a decade. Things keep getting worse here, and the idea that a rebuild will be painful. What is right now? Is right now fun to anyone? I you know. They have one four in a row, so good for them. Let's go to uh, Shane Ryan. What's up, Shane? Hey, can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, I really like Florella. I just want to know how long he's going to put up with the team. I, can't, I can't hear you, Shane. Are you on speakerphone or something? No, I was in the, I was in the shop at work. So I walked outside. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Uh, I said I really like Torch, but like, how long do you think he's going to put up with this team until they are what he wants them to I think he knows what he signed up for. I think there's a really good chance he's short term, two, three years, the head coach of this team, and moves into like that president of hockey ops. And uh, there's a bunch of bunch of background noise. I got to uh, I got to let you go here. Um, I think. He is John Tortorella is very interested in building something and making the resurgence of the Philadelphia Flyers part of his legacy, and perhaps not just from a behind the bench standpoint. Um, 
it, it, I mean, the guy is how old at this point? Like he's a senior citizen. I, I don't, he's not going to be the head coach when this team's any good, but the culture he's instilling, I do think could have a lasting effect if he moves up in this organization. And he is sort of, I don't know if he could be the general manager, but the guy above that, the one who ownership trusts to, to tell them straight and to be that buffer between, between the general manager and ownership. So you have, you know, still that, old school hockey guy, but someone who actually understands what it takes to win in the modern NHL as well. Uh, I do think there's, there's something to Tortorella moving up in this organization beyond just, just coaching. Uh, And I I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world. I would like a more young progressive general manager making the day-to-day decisions. But as that, uh, you know, in that, in that Holmgren, or Chuck Fletcher role as, as president, I could very much see maybe Tortorella moving up into that at some point kind of soon. Um, who do we got? Uh, yeah, I'll bring Nikki back in. What's up, Nick? Yeah, honestly, <clears throat> just having to listen into everybody, it's like, realistically, you know, we should consider someone from Tampa, someone from Colorado, someone from... Someone who built a winning franchise by some means to, you know, get to steer this team back in the direction that we were headed before we picked up Fletcher. Because if I'm being honest, like, yeah, we're all rooting for, like, the worst or, you know, we're, whatever we're doing. But, like, you know, after a point, we have to be, we have to understand, like, when, when are we going to start winning and start looking at ourselves as a cup contender? Obviously, it's not this year, but, you know, it's just something that, like, low-key is something that, I don't know, it's... <clears throat> it's going to take... I, I feel you, Nick, and uh, I appreciate you jumping back in. Um, it's just going to take... I mean, young teams don't win. You know, it, it, Nathan McKinnon, before last year, said, what, this is, like, year seven for me, and I haven't won shit, like... Even the really good young players have to grow into it. Um, I get like, is Crosby the youngest, you know, guy who actually got it done? How long did it take Stamkos? And look at what was around Stamkos when he finally got over the over the hump and everything. It, 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 look how long it took Ovechkin. Like you're looking at, you get these good young players whenever that eventually is. They join a core of guys maybe made up of Owen Tippett and Wade Allison and Morgan Frost, role players, guys who play on your second and third line and give you the good minutes, Noah Cates. And then you need those guys to become 26, 27, 28, 29, be in their prime, and then you can win. It's, it's, it's a while away, guys. I don't like it any more than anyone else, but it's just the truth at this point. Uh, and we're going to wrap it up there. Like I said, I will be hosting the 94 WIP. Ah, oh, 69's here. I got to I gotta talk to 60. What's up, 60? Jumping back on these. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for joining. What do you think, like, how, how long do you think, like, Comcast is going to, like, I mean, they have to see, like, no one's in the stadium and stuff like that. I mean, when you're seeing, like, shots of the crowd, that you see a lot of black seats. I know Elliot Friedman and um, Jeff Merrick brought it up on uh, it was a thirty two thoughts that Comcast is starting to become aware of uh, how no one's buying tickets and whatnot. 
like that has to be like the red flag for them, right? I like there's two. I think like they don't dump a whole bunch of money into the Wells Fargo Center to sell it, but it does raise the value. I think they sell if they're going to sell, which I'm not the least bit convinced they might, they could be. Um, if they're going to, I think it would be when maybe the new Sixers arena becomes a reality and oh, suddenly there's going to be competition in town for you know, concerts and wrestling and the circus and all that mm-hmm. shit. And they're not seeing the money from that too. Uh, at least it's, it's not what it was because they're still making plenty of money off of all the other events that are at the Wells Fargo center, even if it's not the flyers and the flyers, Still, you know, it, it's hockey. They're still pretty good. It, it, it's not like they've been losing money hand over fist for five, ten years now. This is a recent development for them. Uh, I think it's still a little bit away, but hey, I could be wrong. They could just say, fuck it, we're tired of this. Like, we don't want to be in the hockey business anymore. You know, that could happen tomorrow, but yeah. I think it's a ways away. Also, the uh, Kevin Hayes, he got it, what was it, selected for the all star team? He's an all star, yeah. You know, I. Increase that trade value. And I'll end it on that. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, that would be something, 60. Uh, if they were able to get something for Kevin Hayes with the amount of money in term left on his deal, that would be certainly unexpected. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. As I said earlier, I'll be hosting the Sports Radio 94 WIP overnight tonight. So join me from 2 to 6 a.m., uh, you know, Friday morning, Thursday night, whatever you want to call it. Uh, even want to talk, you know, I'll always accept a Flyers call, but of course, talking primarily Eagles and, uh, you know, their playoff run and what they're going to do in week 18 and all that against the Giants uh, to win the division, wrap up the number one seed, etc. All right, that's enough of that. Uh, we're going to make these post games a more regular thing moving forward. Thank you all for bearing with me. Thanks for coming back. I was very nervous that no one would be coming back, but you did. You showed up and we had a nice show. So uh, appreciate that. Of course, subscribe to Broad Street Hockey. You know how to do all that stuff. Uh, My name is Bill Matz. Until next time, have a great week, everybody, and Happy New Year.